Welcome back to the Ravencast, hosted by myself, Mike Holt. Delighted to be joined today by manager Chris Bass, finance director Raj Nanda, and director of football Paul Jones. Lads, thanks for giving up your time today. Come on the podcast. Thank you. So, firstly, for our listeners, a massive thank you for the feedback and support on the last episode we released. Much appreciated. And on the last episode, we reflected on the first seven matches with some of the lads and Dicko. So, I'm delighted to have manager Chris Bass make his debut on the podcast. Chris, We've been on a recent run of great form, with notably some of our opposition stating that we're the best side they've faced. Can you give us your thoughts on how the season's progressed so far to date? I think uh, from my point of view, if you actually analyse from the day one and the start that we had to where we are now, we've actually come a long way in terms of um, camaraderie between a, a completely new group getting together, creating a team. Performance-wise, we're starting to get better and better in terms of intensity and there will be ups and downs on the way. Like, for instance, last night wasn't a great night. Saturday before wasn't a great day, but we've actually uh, had a number of players injured and up to now we still haven't been able to put out the same team consecutively for any two games. But as a whole, I think we're definitely going in the right direction and we're going to get stronger and stronger. Mm. And with the lads, as you've said, hitting the stride, something that we discussed with Dicko was that maybe match fitness that the lads have got now. They're getting up to speed, getting used to each other's um, play as a unit. Do you only see that progressing further? And is there anything that you would like to see the lads as a unit, as a group, improve on? Yeah, I still think that we can improve an awful lot on our fitness and our sharpness. And we can only get down to the nitty-gritty of that than when we're only playing one game a week because it means we can get more structure into what we're doing in terms of training during the week. I still feel like we need to get a lot more core strength in there. And and the fatigue is um, part of, in my view, again, responsibility for some of the injuries that we're you know getting during the games. <laughs> And then also, it could a lot of it can come down to hydration. It's making sure that the people, the lads, are drinking the right fluids, eating the right food, and unfortunately for them, alcohol, tea, and coffee don't go along with trying to keep the body hydrated and fit. So there's a bit, little bit of a change in lifestyles. But when you look at so many games that they're playing and the intensity that they're having to play those games, and put the travel into it, then. That, that's a big ask and I've never known a club to have played you know, this amount of way games ever mm. at this stage of the season but maybe a blessing for us will be when we start to get all the home games after Christmas and the other teams have to travel and we're actually going to get you know, five days to prepare for a game as opposed to at the moment we're getting a day and a half so for instance when we play away next Tuesday what structure can we put into a training on a Tuesday morning? We can't because we're traveling. Hmm. So then we have to come back and then we've got Thursday that we might be able to do something. But because of the travel and the intensity of the game that they've played, you can't necessarily train them as hard as you would like to hmm. with a view to a game being on Saturday. Yeah. So that that's, that's the biggest thing that we've had to come across. And the other thing is that we're all a little bit of a, a neglectful. We're spoiled down the bowl in terms of floodlights. Yeah, that's it's a fantastic setup down there. Yet when you go to these pitches, and because you're used to playing under our lights, you don't even think that they've got the lights on. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally quite dark, and that can play 
in particular last night I felt that the floodlights, the stands weren't very high. So it, that played a little bit of havoc in terms of people being able to focus on the ball. They're just not used to it. But if you're training and playing on a pitch like that every week, then you are used to it. So there's always, there's always small little advantages to be gained from having your own pitch. And if we can get to the second half of the season or the turnaround and we're still in touching distance of the playoffs, which I fully expect to be, then, yeah, hopefully the second half of the season we'll have a good run of games and maybe be able to select the same team because we're only playing once a week. We might be able to put the same team out for a couple of weeks on the trot, two or three weeks. Mm. Who knows? But at the moment, we've not been able to do that once. Yeah. And a question that I, <coughs> I posed to Al Maitland on the last episode was that, obviously, having the away games first, he felt that that's actually helped the camaraderie within the group, having them away first rather than at home. Do you, have you seen that as well? Have you seen the camaraderie within the group grow as the lads got used to each other? Obviously, Prior to FC Man, they've been playing in individual clubs. Have you seen that sort of grow as the games have gone on? I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it's unbelievable in such a short space of time. They have their, the, the way they all sort of like stick together. No one's left out in the cold. They all become part of the jokes. And I think they're making um, great strides in terms of they're always talking about, right, let's get all the lads out together. They haven't actually mentioned let like, gets all the lads out together with the wives or girlfriends yet because <laughs> I don't know whether they're interested in that. But in terms of camaraderie, yeah, I think they're they're a very good bunch of lads and they get along well together. So, Paul, from your perspective, you must be really pleased that the club is travelling in the right direction in terms of results, but also following the club appears to be building as well. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I'm really happy that we're playing games. Like you know that that's what we set out to do two and a half years ago and the fact we've played four, 15, 16 games now unfortunately all off the Isle of Man you know, we're learning as we go and, and things are going in, in the right direction so that's that's really, really pleasing um, I'll be even more pleased at the end of the season when we've had a season and we know we're going to have another season and then another season and then another season so um, definitely uh, going in, in a really good direction and I kind of said a couple of times already that this Saturday is like the missing piece of the jigsaw now. So we've given loads of great opportunities to the coaching staff, the players, you know, visiting or fans who live off the Isle of Man who have been to see the club and all the rest of it. It's been brilliant. And now we get to bring it back home. And um, that that's the next bit, really, that's 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 been missing. And, and judging by the ticket sales today and judging by the reaction we've had on social media, we should have a really great crowd there for, for Saturday. Um and the lads get to do what they've kind of really been looking forward to doing. Um, they've been talking about it, you know, for the last kind of six or seven weeks since they've known this game is going ahead. They're really keyed up for it. So um, I'm hopeful they get a really good reception and then they can also show how far they've come and how far they've improved over the last 15 weeks as a group and individuals, because they have. Um, and hopefully we can, we can show just how good they have become and they get a really good result and a good performance against Brockton. Yeah, and you touched on there. It's a lot of what the club was set up for was showcasing what the Ironman's about. Not only a talent of the squads, but how we'll put the game on. You know, the actual match day as well itself. How much are you looking forward to the actual match day and the fans coming and experiencing that? I'm looking forward to it being over <laughs> and everything gone smoothly and not too many problems. And but yeah, it. it I think everyone 
probably isn't aware of just how hard everyone's working behind the scenes just to get the away games on but now the home games have started and you know Mark Potts and Raj will talk about his role and, and Ty with the commercial stuff and Andy Varnum who's doing all the secretarial stuff and liaising with all the clubs and our travel counsellors who are, who are doing all the flight bookings and Logan Air and Steam Packet and you know all these conversations that we're having to have just yeah. to, to make sure we can play and, and teams can come to the Isle of Man so um, really looking forward to, to Saturday really looking forward to just seeing the lads play well in front of a big crowd um, and then hopefully that that experience brings people back next week and brings people back next week and then the <laughs> next week because that's what it's going to be like yeah. you know we've you know, we don't have to wait very long for another home game. Um, and hopefully the lads can perform in such a way that people get excited about coming to watch them. And um, that means we can keep that a really good crowd for the rest of the season and, and build from there. Okay, Raj, this is also your first time on the podcast, so we're delighted to have you on. Um, just wondering if you can give us an update from a commercial side of things from the club on how important uh, the role of our partners have played in getting the club where they are today. Yeah, so uh, just alluding to what uh, Paul just mentioned, you know, I mean, we've had such a good uptake from our partners. You know, our main sponsors, Manx Telecom, Rex as our sleeve sponsors, and all the partnerships, Travel Counselors, Robinsons, Creameries. I mean, if I forget anybody, sorry, but there's loads of people that have been really helping us from that perspective. And the, the synergies that we're building now and the, the sort of togetherness that we're building as a community is all the businesses coming on board and helping us achieve that goal yeah. um, and it's really important because um, I know people do mute it around that everything we've got to pay for includes their travel their cost to come over as well as our travel mm. and cost to go away as well as hiring facilities you know and these little things start adding up and you know we've budgeted um, for a certain strategy and hopefully we're hitting that with our partners in hand in hand with us as well and you touched on there how important they've been but how patient have they been as well? Obviously, we've had COVID, which was a bit of a stumbling block for the lads playing at the beginning, um, and obviously playing the away games to begin with um, as well. So how patient have they been with the approach to the club? Yeah, I mean, was it um, our sort of, should we say, headline sponsors being Manx Telecom and Rex, especially, have been very, very patient. Understandably, you know, it's uh, a season that was meant to happen last year, didn't quite happen. And, you know, some people could walk away from it, but they've been very, very, very patient, to put it bluntly enough, using that word several times already, but they have been, and they've been really, really good. You know, we've worked with them, we've looked at ways to try and take it to the next level and really prepare ourselves for the the following 12 months, which obviously we're in now. And they've been really, really uh, supportive. You know, I'll mention a couple of things. We were part of the Royal Show on the Manx Telecom site, and it was great because it was an opportunity for us to showcase the camps. Mm. Um, and give a taste as to the kids there and we've got about another 50 parents on this sort of mailing list really which is brilliant you know 50 kids that have never been there before and one thing we don't realise those camps and that they're a really big part of what we're doing as well from a grassroots perspective it's all linking in really well and that's again down to the partners and what sort of feedback have the sponsors and the partners given us they must be really pleased with how the club's progressing as a whole yeah, I mean, loads of it. I mean, com- uh, commercially, Ty, Ty gets a lot of the feedback back through to him because obviously he deals with them uh, on a sort of day-to-day, week-to-week basis. But he's fed back. They are so happy, you know, and the exposure. Yes, we've had a lot of games away, but we've put them on, on a, uh, should we say, a level that they've never had before in the Northwest, maybe even globally, because mm. we've got support base around the world. Yeah. And it's been phenomenal to see the feedback and see some of the comments that have been made. 
and the likes on Twitter, Facebook, etc. And it's been, yeah, I mean, I don't want to single anybody out because it's just been, it's been really positive. Yeah. And notably, our first home game of the season is Saturday, the 30th, against Brockton. Such a big moment in the history of the club. I was just wondering if you could give our listeners, our supporters, some insight into how important it is for the club to have the full backing of the supporters for our home games. So going back to your question about the partners, our community, our support base is just as important. The whole structure has always been about a community-owned club and this will be the first home game where they can see their club in action because a lot of people haven't had the opportunity to come away with the team. And hopefully, you know, we've got a good, good uh, sort of ticket sales at the moment, as Paul alluded to earlier. And hopefully over the next 24, 48 hours, we'll have more people buying tickets. It's going to be a big, big sort of community I don't want to say festival, but that's the, that's where we want it to go to. Yeah, you know, and you know, there's various things we've got in the pipeline that we want to consider. All these things take time, um, but once we start experiencing more things, we'll see what's going well, what needs to be improved, what we don't need to do, and in time, more people come and help us volunteer and that, and we can make it bigger than what it is. But the partnerships that we have, the sponsors that we have, are, the community is just as important. Yeah, and financially, we need them all working in hand in hand with us because we need that support. And Jonesy, as we touched on there with Raj, we're all really excited about the first home match as a competitive fixture and know how long you've personally been waiting for this. Um, just wanted to know how excited you are personally to see the fans down at the ball for the first time, maybe seeing the kids wearing the kits for the first time. Yeah, it's all that. That was the bit that really got to me at the Guernsey game was seeing like families walking down the road with FC Alaman tops on and like mums and dads and their children walking to the game. And, you know, that... That you you know you do another podcast, don't you? Mm. Talking about going to yeah, yeah, yeah. going to a match, and we've never really had that on the Isle of Man, you know, before. And we'd all have to go off island and you know do a day trip on the boat or whatever else it might be. And now we're able to give that you know give that opportunity to our community for you know in a week on week basis, families going and supporting a local club in the English Pyramid. Like, that was the thing that really kind of got to me. So uh, I'm really looking forward to hopefully seeing that. Uh, really looking forward to getting to know people. You know, hopefully we get people coming back week in, week out, and we build a really strong community. You know, we, we're we getting more fractured as a community. You know, there's less things that bring us all together in yeah, one yeah. place. You know, the pub's not what it used to be. The church isn't what it used to be. You know, the little community centre is not what it used to be. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we want FCR Le Mans to be a place where people from different parts of our community to come come together on a Saturday evening, um, have something nice to eat, you know, in time have a bit of a drink and, you know, young, old, you know, no matter what your background is, where you come from, whether you're born on the Isle of Man or not, it's a place for like-minded people to come and watch a good game of football, cheer people from their community on, put some money back into their community because we're all volunteers, no one's getting paid to do this, but every pound we spend is either on the club or community schemes that are going to add social capital, you know, and, and hopefully improve our little place in the world. So, like, if we can get to that point by the end of this season and then we kind of build on that next year, then that's kind of what I'm really excited about and you know there's a there's a Facebook group called the Ravens 12th man so you know we need that crowd you know the crowd can 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 really help us to to get where we'd like to be Chris is talking you know about being in and around the playoffs having a good crowd having people behind us giving the players that energy when they need it sometimes is super super important so I really hope that it's not a one-off, you know, it's not an Ireland game, it's not a Guernsey game, yeah, yeah. it's it's going to happen every week. So 
I hope we have an, enough people and that's on us as well to, to bring them back and give them something to come back to but we, we have enough people that keep coming week in and week out and we turn the bowl into a really special place mm. that means something to somebody like yeah. Goodison might be or Anfield might be or, or maybe not the Etihad but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know other, other places that yeah. have that meaning in people's lives and you know we'd, I'd like FC Man to be that for people whether, whether they're players or, or fans or stewards or podcast hosts or whoever else <laughs> it might be So Bassi just carrying on with that first uh, first match discussion can you explain to us how important it is for the players, coaching staff, yourself, to have the fans down supporting and how much of a lift does it really give? You know, people talk about this 12th man being maybe a bit of a myth and things like that, but it definitely plays a part, doesn't it? Oh, most definitely. I think it's important that you have that following and you also have a, you know, a good Twitter feed when we've been away. People have followed the games on Twitter. But I'm actually looking forward to sort of um, getting down to the bowl with a big crowd and it would be nice to see one of the things of the future is the young kids that are playing football in the park. They're wearing FC, you know, shirts and tracksuits and that sort of thing. So if you know if you can get the younger generation involved in that way, then there is a future for the club in terms of development of players. And what we want to hear from the kids at school is, oh, I want to play for FC. I want to play for FC. Mm. So if you can get that, you know, done at a really young age, then the club has a good future. Mm. Look, come Saturday, I'm really looking forward to it. And I would like to say I'm, I'm disappointed for Lee that who can't be there. But at the same time, um, I'm pleased that Paul can be there helping me out on Saturday because I think it's actually quite fitting that he should be in the dugout on Saturday yeah. after the two years of hard work that he's put in, putting all this together. So hopefully we can get a result, not for everybody, but just for ourselves as well. Mm. And you touched on uh, young lads, obviously, and girls wanting to to aspire to be playing for FC Isle of Man. Off the back of showcasing talent, you've had to be brave as well, throwing some of the young lads in, such as Sam Baines, Charlie Higgins, and Luke Murray, to name a few. You must be delighted how they've reacted, given the opportunity they've been given. Yeah, I think at times, it's, it's like any footballer at times, that, that you know they've done really well, and at other times that they've been a little bit naive. But that's to be expected. But... We also need the experienced players because where we are at the moment, experience is important too. So there's a very fine balance from using the uh, experience but then developing the younger players because, for instance, say if we were fortunate enough to be promoted in the next couple of years to a certain level, the experienced players that we've got now would be far too old to be involved in that. Mm. So it's important that we keep bringing those younger ones through. And currently, at this moment in time, we do tend to invite one or two players down to train with us, not to necessarily sign them, but just to have a look at them. And Mm. they can also have a look at us. And it's good for them to have the experience of being involved with some of the best players in the Isle of Man. And it's a half-six kick-off of the ball under the lights against Brockton. How vital is it the lads don't let the occasion get the better of them and continue the, the good run of form they have been on? That will be my job. I don't think they'll get carried away with the occasion. We're going to have to you know, bring them down a little bit. I mean, For people to get excited, I can understand that, but there's an importance to what they've got to do. And there's also the, there's, there's added pressure. It's great having the fans there, but it's also added, added pressure to actually perform in front of them. Hmm. And how um, mentally do they cope with that? You know, when somebody makes a mistake and there's 2,000 people looking at you and laughing at you, and how do you deal with that? You yeah. know, how, quick, how quick can you correct that? 
So there's lots of different things that are going to go into this game, but primarily I'm just hoping that everything goes well in terms of organisation, performance, effort, and it all comes together. And like Paul said, it becomes a memorable day where they all want to come back next week and bring more friends with them. That's the scenario we're looking for. And as a club trying to move forward, that's what we also need. And we need to have a good, solid fan base. And when we spoke to one or two clubs across, we go across and their average crowd is sort of like maybe between 80 to 180. And we've mentioned to one or two of the clubs and it's like we're possibly going to get one and a half thousand to two and a half thousand. Yeah. And they're sort of like, wow, I can't mm. wait to come to the Isle of Man. Yeah, yeah. Just to be able to play in front of that, and when it gets, um, uh, it's on feed, is it or something to the away clubs? So when they see that and they see the crowd, then all the clubs that we're playing against, they'll have the same feeling that saying, "I can't wait to go to the Isle of Man and play, hmm. and spend all their money for our economy." <laughs> okay, Raj, you've obviously touched on the tickets um, being on sale as well for this weekend's game. Um, how are the ticket sales gone and in terms of if anyone wants to purchase them how do they go about it yes yeah, so ticket sales are going very well um, but it's still enough tickets for people to get out there you know um, you know, one of the things that we've touched upon before no doubt on podcasts is the twilight kickoff been 6.30 kickoff so the local games can go ahead and then once you finish come down the bowl come support FC Isle of Man get some food and really enjoy yourself so tickets are available online at Ticket Code just search FC Isle of Man on ticketcode.com Co.uk, and you've got advanced purchase is really important from our perspective for vendors for health and safety etc. So the more we know in advance, the better it is for us to manage. Yeah, uh, and it's cheaper uh, than trying to turn up on match day. But there were tickets available on match day, but we advised to try and get them in advance. And Jonesy, obviously we've touched on um, how important it is for the home fans coming down, but obviously the away games we've played as well. Um, how important is it for the you know the group of away fans that we have had specifically coming to every away and how much appreciation have the players and the staff and everyone involved at FC Alaman you know enjoyed that experience of the side of it's been brilliant it's probably su- surprised everybody firstly how many how many people from the island have travelled away to quite a number of games um, and supported us and spent a lot of time. Um, you know, with their uh, FC Alaman shirts on, cheering us on on the sideline. It's been brilliant. Um, but also, what surprises is how many UK-based people yeah. who either man- are Manx or who have connections to the Alaman. Got people driving down from Scotland to watch us. People driving up from Birmingham way and Wales and various other places that have a soft spot for the island. And and we've become their team and it's been awesome it's been really great we've got to know some fantastic people um you know and i think the players have really really appreciated those that group of kind of between 20 and 30 people that have been to most games and and it's fantastic and it's a bit of a shame they they can't all be at this first mm-hmm. home game because we'd love to have them here and um there has been an opportunity brockton aren't bringing everybody that they can bring because a couple of people had to pull out so um we had a couple of spare seats so we've we brought two of those fans That's that have cool. been to most of our away games uh, who live in england who wouldn't normally be able to watch a home game and um, we've invited them over and they're going to use those seats so we don't waste two seats on the plane and um, we've got tickets for them to come to the game so that's a, a little thank you to them but we wish we could have done it for yeah. for all of them but um, you know we, we can only go so far with that but those that can't get in the stadium then there's the live stream 
So that's available to purchase on Ticketco and ticketco.co.uk for that as well. So that'll be up and running from half five to, on Saturday. Um, and, and I've tested to death the, <laughs> the camera system that we're going to use. Um, we've invested in the, in the bowling in the stadium with a, with a camera system that in time the local um, game will be able to use um, and, and other users you know we've also invested in the dugouts and some player barriers in there so you know it's part of what we're trying to give back to the community but certainly um, the camera system will will allow us to produce a really nice live stream and and anyone not on the Isle of Man and living all around the world is able to purchase that and and be with us in the stadium and you know stay connected to what we're trying to do and and hopefully uh, cheer us on and um, there won't be a commentary yet <laughs> But there might be. So if anyone's interested in doing some commentary for us, then uh, then you can give us a shout. And just finally, have you got a message, you personally, um, to our listeners, to the supporters, the fans that are going to be there, everyone that's been involved in FC Isle of Man, to where the club have got today? Have you got a message for them at all? Well, firstly, thank you. I guess that's you know what you expect me to say, but you know what I feel like I definitely need to say. But it's quite humbling, really. You know we. A few of us had a bit of an idea, and um, two and a half years ago, and you go, I'll oh, give it a bit of a crack, and you know, to to get to where we are now with the challenges that we've had, um, you know, the, especially the guys that have been involved from day one, you know, it was a huge thank you to them. You know, I'm so proud of what they've done and, and what we've been able to accomplish to date. Um, you know, I'm so proud of the way the players and the management staff have taken that on as well mm-hmm. since the start of the season. Um, so proud of the supporters who are starting to find their voice and to, to build a community of yeah. supporters. Like, I think it, it goes to show when you give people an opportunity and you put a bit of trust in people, then amazing, amazing things happen. And I'm really humbled by how much effort people have gone to to make this project work but not do it half-heartedly like they've thrown their heart and soul into it and they've done it for all the right reasons. And um, it's really humbling to see people take a little idea and run with it and you know the more people we bring on board with us whether no matter what role they play and being a supporter is a role you play in a football club the more people that come on and help us um, and that bring their passion and bring their energy and bring their time then you know the, the the greater this club will be and the more of an impact it will have on our community and and that then you know maybe in five or ten years time I'll breathe and I'll look back and I'll go We've done something incredible here and we're still building at the minute, but it's really humbling and it's a really proud moment. To, and I'm proud of the people. You know, it's not proud for me, it's proud of everybody yeah. else that has played such a huge part in bringing this club to where it is at the moment. The home game on Saturday is the next step on this little journey. Um, and, you know, as I've said lots of times, I'm really looking forward to seeing where we can all take this club. Um, and it's amazing what our little community can do if you give them a bit of an opportunity, you give them some belief, you give them a little bit of trust and you, you know, set them off and see what happens. It's, it's awesome. Brilliant. So, lads, just before you go, thank you for giving up your time, coming on today and good luck for the weekend. Thanks, Mike. Thank you very much. Cheers. And just for our listeners, if you're currently not an official supporter of the club, you can still do so via our website, www.fcisleman.im, for just £20 and directly contribute to the success of the club. All the details and information on the benefits of this are on the website. We also have a range of merchandise available on the website, ranging from replica shirts, hoodies, mugs and much more. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date on everything FC Isle of Man. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe, follow and share to be notified for future episodes.